Welcome to the Broadway Radio Review Recap episode for the Broadway revival of Ntozaki Shange's For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide, When the Rainbow Is Enough. My name is Matt Tamanini. I know you're tired of hearing me say this, but if you are listening to this on Patreon, you already know that it is a standalone episode in your feed. And if you are hearing this in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 21st, 2022. Last night at the Booth Theater, Shange's iconic choreo poem returned to the same theater that it played its initial Tony-winning two-year run in 1976. This time on Broadway, the show is directed and choreographed by Camille A. Brown and stars Amara Granderson, Tendai Kumba, Kaneta R. Miller, Okui Okpokwasili, Stacey Sargent, Alexandria Wales, and Dee Woods. For Colored Girls is described as a celebration of the power of black womanhood. In the show, seven women share their stories and find strength in each other's humor and passion through the fusion of music, dance, poetry, and song that explodes off the stage and resonates with all. Review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 11 reviews as of recording time, with nine being positive and two being mixed. And because of the nature of the show, I'm gonna switch up the order that we normally do the critics in, so see if you can spot the difference. Let's start with Brittany Samuel, writing for Broadway News, who said, quote, This revival of For Colored Girls is one link in a chain of productions reintroducing the work of our titans, Alice Childress, Adrian Kennedy, and more, to modern audiences. Only Shange's work has been on Broadway before. It remains a seminal, sacred text, one I've been able to recite phrases from for the better half of my life. This revival by director and choreographer Camille A. Brown is the most essential production of Shange's masterwork to date. Next up, Lovia Jarki for The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, Brown's version of the production injects Shange's already electrifying work with a distinctive and vivid energy. She has kept much of the original choreo poem, a term coined by Shange to describe this piece's combination of poetry, narrative, dance, and music, intact, but with the help of her dynamic cast, Brown, who both directs and choreographs this revival, remixes for colored girls, manipulating sound and movement to reveal even deeper layers. Next, let's take a look at Ayanna Prescott's review for Variety, which is, as of now, not included in the Did They Like It roundup, but I'm sure it'll be there eventually. Um, having read it, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that she is a thumbs up. For example, she wrote, quote, Throughout the production, themes of visibility filter through every enunciated breath and rhythmic melody. With the ladies' natural crowns beautified with box braids, locks, and shaped afros, the impressive ensemble of seven performers seamlessly works in tandem to create a kaleidoscope of dazzling black femininity, making it impossible to look away. Every woman here has a story, a complication, or an awakening deserving of an ear, or several. She continues, quote, Most haunting of all is Kaneda R. Miller's harrowing rendition of the Lady in Red's monologue, A Night with Bo Willie Brown. Four widescreened panels, part of Myung Hee Cho's spare set design, transition from hues of red and purples to midnight black. In this bare space, one single hazy spotlight thrusts Miller's center stage. What this actor does with this poem about one woman's fight to save her children, as Miller, pregnant in real life, is preparing for the birth of her own child, is otherworldly. Let's move on to a few other reviews, including Laura Collins-Hughes, who made the show a critic's pick for the New York Times, writing, quote, 
Brown's staging is so attuned to the words and cadences of Shange's choreo poem, yet so confident in its own interpretive vision, that the characters blossom into their full vibrancy. If you've never thought of For Colored Girls as a funny show, be prepared for Brown's seven splendid performers to persuade you otherwise. They will also pierce your heart, because this production does not shy from the emotional and existential lows that coexist with the play's highs. Next up, Banachu D. Chaudhry for Did They Like It said, quote, For Colored Girls is a play about the nimbleness and agility with which black women withstand, transform, and survive. And by its staging, it invites the audience to believe in this transformation and for them to be a part of it. The real strength of an ensemble cast shines through when each actor brings their own gifts and value and exhibits them in ways that only add to the larger value of the production. We see, and then she lists everybody in the cast, all in their glory, but not in a way that competes for attention. And finally, let's wrap up with Haley Levitt's review for Theater Mania, writing, quote, The black female experience, with all its metaphysical dilemmas, is written by Shange as complicated, multivalent, and indeed colorful. With a title that puts the words suicide and rainbow on either side of a slash, it shouldn't be too surprising to find yourself laughing and cheering one moment and utterly devastated the next. The topics and experiences are heavy, but you can feel Brown constantly searching for the light. She dares to lean into the text's humor and levity, giving her actors leave to bring a conversational tone to speeches that can feel austere when delivered more lyrically. The sounds of poetry, of course, still resonate, but the sounds of humanity are what peers through. All right, I'm sold. It's, this one was already on my list, but I wanted to wait until we got more reviews that came out because so many shows were opening in the latter half of April. But after reading through all of these, uh, I will be booking my ticket to see this show on Thursday. If you would like to read more of these and other reviews, we will have links to both the Did They Like It and Broadway World review roundups in the show notes. So that's all that we have for you today. If you are listening to this in Patreon, have a wonderful Thursday. And if you are listening to this in the regular feed, I will send you over to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 21st, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Broadway star's Jennifer McHugh. Hey, Jen. Thanks for jumping in at the last minute. We had a little bit of a scheduling issue, all me created. So I appreciate you jumping in to save the day as always. Oh, it's not a problem. I live to serve. <laughs> um, as most people know, we are recording on Wednesday night, which means that the latest Broadway production of Four Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When Rainbow Is Enough uh, is having its opening night on Wednesday night. So that means if you're hearing this in the Patreon feed, the next episode will be my review recap. If you're hearing this in the regular feed, you've already heard the reviews. So uh, congratulations on time traveling. So if you want to hear that uh, before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Jen, I know you listen to uh, Today on Broadway every day or if not every day almost every day and i wasn't on when this news broke but i was just as heartbroken as ashley and grace were and last week we learned that the great christian borrell in his arms would not be participating in into the woods from new york city center encores but today we did find out when he would be returning to a new show although we do believe he'll be back at um, Little Shop of Horrors off-Broadway soon. 
because the new Broadway musical adaptation of Some Like It Hot, again, not Some Like It Pop, completely different thing, um, will be coming to Broadway this fall. As it has been led during all of the work sessions, Christian Borle will be one of the stars along with Jay Harrison Gee and Adriana Hicks. They'll be joined by Kevin Del Aguila, Natasha Yvette Williams, Adam Heller, Mark Latito, and more. Adam Heller, I'm going to talk about Bridget Everett here later in the show. Uh, Adam Heller is on her TV show, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a bit. And this is not just an announcement saying, hey, we're coming to Broadway. No, they have dates and a theater. The show will begin performances on November 1st at the Schubert Theater, with an opening night scheduled for December 11th. Of course, this uh, show features a book by Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin, um, which is always fun. Jen, I know you are a huge Amber Ruffin fan. Huge uh, fan. Mu- yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Music by Mark Shaman, lyrics by Scott Whitman and Shaman, and will be directed and choreographed by Casey Nicola. Interestingly enough, last time I was in New York, um, the day my, me and my brother and niece got there, we were going to get something to eat. We were on the corner right outside of our hotel. I uh, tell my, my niece, hey, turn around real quick. You see that bald guy with the facial hair? That's the guy who directed The Prom, Aladdin, Mean Girls. It was Casey Nicola. Then a couple days later, we went to this kind of like exhibit New Yorky thing called Rise NY. And we walk into the lobby and Amber Ruffin was there with a camera crew filming something. Did you have you seen that segment on the show? I don't think so. Um, OK, it was filmed in a lobby. Well, it, I think she she went through the whole exhibit and um, no, like because no. they like they let her go through before us. So maybe it'll be something for later in the season. Um, although I think they're getting ready. Are they wrapping up the season? No, they took a they took a hiatus. Um, they should be back this week, and then maybe they'll be off for a few more weeks. Cool. But either way, saw both both Casey Nicola and Amber Ruffin on that trip organically out in the wild. So that's a lot of fun. But Jen, we've had a lot of conversation about some like it hot kind of coming on the heels of Tootsie and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and whether or not we needed another show about a man in a dress. This one does seem to be at least acknowledging the issues with that as from all of the, the scuttlebutt we've heard, Jay Harrison Gee's character will be at least somewhat at some point during the show um, identifying as non-binary or gender non-conforming of some sort, perhaps because of the awakening of what um, uh, the character goes through. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I don't know that we need another musical of this. We've already had Sugar. It didn't do very well, but I love me a uh, Shaman and Whitman score. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword because all of the people you mentioned involved with it are very exciting. But you're right. Like, have we have we exhausted this? But it seems to get get butts in the seats because they're sh- they're certainly playing on nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie, um, all issues aside, but we'll see what happens. All right, moving on, um, we got news yesterday about a new play uh, being created. We don't know if exactly it's heading for Broadway or not, but with the the people behind it, it very well might be. The new play is entitled Love All, and it is about the life and career of tennis and civil rights icon Billie Jean King. The play is being written by the great Anna DeVere Smith, and it's going to be directed by Mark Bruni, who famously staged Beautiful. Um, of course, we all know Billie Jean King as the tennis star who uh, played in the men versus the battle of the sexes. And Emma Stone oddly played her in a movie. 
Um, she said in a quote uh, in a press release, as a fan of the theater, being part of a project like Love All is an honor and honestly a surreal experience and being able to work with brilliant minds like Anna DeVere Smith, Mark Bruni, and Harriet Levy, the producer, make this project even more special. So um, I would imagine that with Bruni and Smith behind this, that they're aiming for some sort of big splashy run with this. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. I'm actually going to see Anna DeVere Smith's play next week mm. here in L.A. That's right. Twilight, uh, Los Angeles, 1992, right? That is correct. I will report back. Yeah, you interviewed um, the actor behind it uh, on one of our This Week in Theater episodes a couple weeks back. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the show. I'm excited for it, too. All right, let's take a moment real quick to talk about our sponsor, Today Ticks. As we all know... It's getting to that time of, of, the, of the theater season where there are so many shows out there. It is tough to figure out what to see and when to see it. Fortunately, Today Ticks is there to help out. I've gotten so many more tickets to shows than I normally would be able to because of how quick and easy Today Ticks is. They have amazing prices for some of the best theater in town and across the country and world. Today Ticks is your one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value on tickets to Broadway and beyond. All you have to do is download the app or visit todayticks.com to find a show you want to see, and then you can get your tickets in 30 seconds or less. Also, Matt, it works for us because it's not just for New York. It works for cities all across the country, including mine, Los Angeles. Does it work in Orlando? It does not yet, but when that day comes, I will be in a lot of trouble as will my bank account. <laughs> I'm sure it's only a matter of time because as of now, you can buy your tickets in advance um, the day of, and it also gives you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows and day of discounted tickets. So see that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right. Speaking of Broadway, Jen, we got some unfortunate news from over at the Schubert Theater where Some Like It Hot will be playing later this year. The current occupants, POTUS, or behind every great dumbass or seven women trying to keep him alive, has been hit by the COVID bug as one of the show's stars, Julianne Huff, will have to sit out, quote, a few previews. Uh, the show is scheduled to open on April 27th, so she's kind of close. We don't exactly know when she tested positive. Um, it could have been over the weekend. I'm not sure if she missed Tuesday's show or um, I think they had a Monday show, too. So I'm not exactly sure um, if, she, if she missed any performances already. But she said in an Instagram story, Hi, everyone. I'm really bummed to share that I've tested positive for COVID. I'm feeling okay, but unfortunately need to miss a few POTUS shows. Out of an abundance of caution, I will be quarantining until I get the safe sign-off to return. Can't wait for everyone to see our incredible show. As we've been talking about with Macbeth, who's also had some COVID issues, um, Macbeth is the last show to open on Broadway before the eligibility deadline. Um, POTUS is not the last, but it's the day before, and they're opening at like 2 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon next week. So hopefully this doesn't impact them having to move opening night or not having Julianne be able to be a part of opening night. But 
the hits just keep on coming when it comes to COVID. And generally when, when one person test positive in a show, we see more. So hopefully that's not the case over at the Schubert. I hope not. From all the hype that you two, you guys have been given this show. Um, oh my God. I, I, I hope that she's okay and, and everybody's all right. And this becomes the big hit that it deserves to be. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of big hits, yesterday we got news of who will be coming into the tour of Frozen. We had previously talked about all of the changes that have been happening um, with the, the original Stark and Epicler leaving the show and then them bringing in the last Broadway Anna Mackenzie Kurtz um, for a limited run. That was always supposed to be a limited run. But yesterday they announced that the Broadway standby for Princess Anna, Lauren Nicole Chapman, will be joining the tour as the full-time Anna. She'll be picking up performances beginning on May 19th at the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center in Appleton, Wisconsin. And then finally in this section, Jen, oh my, it is the Will Smith, Chris Rockification of the Tony Awards, because as was noted by the New York Times' Michael, Michael Paulson yesterday, in a letter sent out to potential Tony Awards buyer ticket buyers, there was a, uh, a section in the FAQ uh, part of the uh, informational documents that said, quote, the Tony Awards has a strict no-violence policy. In the event of an incident, the perpetrator will be removed from the event immediately. Depending on who the perpetrator is, I might like to see that. If it's Patti Lapone, if it's uh, Nathan Lane, someone like that. Like, I'd like to see them get feisty and see what happens, but apparently not. They're going to have to be escorted out. So hopefully there's no slapping going on at the Tonys this summer. Oh, it's the story that will not go away. Mm, but it should. It really should. It really should. Yeah. When you went to the Dolby the uh, the other day over the weekend to see Rent, were there any signs about uh, physical violence in the audience? No, um, because, you know, for the Oscars, they took out all the seats and had yeah. tables. Mm -hmm. So it looked like a completely different theater, even though it was the same theater. But uh, no, no, they weren't. I don't think they're ready yet to be cheeky, so to speak. <laughs> I uh, but I'm well done. Um, all right, real quick, I'm going to leave everybody with a feel-good recommendation. And this is one, I think, like five years in the making. You might remember that in 2017, over at New York City's Highline Ballroom, um, Broadway star and recording star Morgan James did a concert of Jesus Christ Superstar where everybody in the show was a woman, although I believe Alex Newell played Mary Magdalene, actually. But from there, they recorded an album of the show and they funded it through not Kickstarter, but something like Kickstarter. And after the project had been funded, that funding service, whatever it was called, I can't remember, shut down and went bankrupt. So they never got their money. So it took years after they'd recorded to get enough money to get it put together and to be put out. They have already put out two EPs. Um, she is Risen Volume 1 and She is Risen Volume 2. On April 29th, which is next Friday, they will put out the um, the third EP, which is highlights from the all-female studio cast recording. Um, and then you can have all of the songs from the album available to stream and listen anywhere. We will have a link in the show notes where you can pre-save the album on your streaming service of choice. But um, Morgan James plays Jesus. The great Shoshana Bean plays Judas. Cynthia Arrivo plays Mary Magdalene. Lettucey plays Simon Zealots. Orfei plays Pontius Pilate. Tony Winter Debbie Gravitt is in it. Ellen Marie Marsh is in it. Eden Espinosa is in it. But I mentioned earlier, the great cabaret star and comedian star Bridget Everett plays King Herod, which just seems like absolutely perfect casting. And as I said earlier, uh, Adam Heller is one of the co-stars of her HBO 
HBO Max TV show, Somebody Somewhere, which I've heard is amazing. It's on my list. I have to watch it. But uh, I don't know that if they're going to do a all-female version of Jesus Christ Superstar Jen, if you could find somebody better than Bridget Everett to play King Herod. That is a really good casting. I almost wish they had done that for the live uh, NBC oh, yeah. version. Oh, Alice Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah, that's perfect. I can't wait to hear this. I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's available. The first two ver- the first two EPs are available now. The rest of the album will be available on April 29th. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Jen. Where can people find you? I'm at Eponine Q on Medium and Twitter. Awesome. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 